0: and welcome to Comic Club, your friendly neighborhood comic book podcast. I am your host, Blaine McGaffigan, and I am joined as always by Adam Adman-Cook. What's up, dude? Oh, not much. How you doing, Blaine? Doing pretty good. It is Halloween season over here. It's October over here at Comic Club, but it's not getting colder yet. What the hell, Texas? Yeah, just a real lingering heat. Yeah, but anyway, fall to me is my favorite, and I'm just ready to revel in the spookies and the horrors of the season. We are streaming today live from Comic Club Studio headquarters. Each month we read a new comic or graphic novel and break it down in the show This is our spoiler-free, shorter episode where we introduce the book we're reading for this month and chat about our first impressions, including The Bare Bones, who this comic is for, and judging a book by its cover. This month, we are reading Uzumaki by Junji Ito. Adam, give us The Bare Bones. Uzumaki is a Japanese horror
1: manga series that tells the story of a small Japanese town that's plagued by a supernatural curse and follows a high school girl that lives there. So it is basically a pretty historic, I think, um, horror series straight out of Japan, baby.
0: That's right. And like I mentioned, every October we're going to do something horror spooky related last year we did black hole if that sounds up your alley then go check that one out that one's also black and white um this series is manga and it's all black and white interiors it's a kind of a long one everybody so buckle up this was serialized in 1998 and 1999 adam give us your first impressions how far are you into the book what are you feeling have you read manga before what is your experience with manga I have never
1: really read a manga book from cover to cover. I've definitely picked them up before because there's always a good representation of manga at the library. You know, we love yes. getting our stuff from the library. Great resource for comics. And mangas are just all over the place, Adam. And I always would always see them, um, never really knew where to start or had anyone who kind of said, oh, this is the one you should read. I think that my be- my most experience with or my main experience I should say with manga is probably from Scott Pilgrim because that's oh, know, yeah. pretty rooted in manga. It doesn't it's not the same um format, you know, it's the traditional left to right whereas manga one of the big differences everyone if you're like me and reading manga for the first time, you read it from right to left. Okay. Yes. And um, and you flip the pages differently
0: too. It, it is hard to like, I mean, it's a transition to get my mind around. Every time I turn the page, I have to remember where to start. And just the panels, the way my eye moves across the panels, I have to restructure my brain to read this. Yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm maybe, I'm not too far in, maybe 30 or 40 pages, just um, letting myself ease into it and get the vibes. But really cool. I'm really digging the artwork so far. It definitely seems... It reminds me of, you know, of of the anime styles and kind of like the anime storytelling style because I feel like there's a pretty, there's got to be a pretty clear link between manga and anime. And, oh yeah, um, 100%. I've definitely seen my fair share of that.
0: Yeah, what I love, and and same here, bro, I have not read a lot of manga. It is a big blind spot. We are going to try to fit in some more manga where applicable because manga, Adam, is huge. I've been reading these articles and comics right now where they cannot get enough manga stocked on the shelves for readers. Uh, Like you mentioned about uh, bookstores and the library, kids have been approached by manga in a way that I think our generation, older generations, they didn't stock as much manga on the bookshelves whenever we were younger. So we just weren't as exposed to it. And now kids Something interesting about manga is the price, what you get of a book of manga versus, you know, a comic that's 24 pages off the shelf is like $4, a manga that's like 200 pages is quite cheap. And so for kids, it makes a lot of sense. In Japan, reading manga is just like everyone reads it. It is completely normal. It's a part of their whole culture. And that is seeping over here into Western culture. So it's something we're going to kind of keep our eyes on. I've read, I went to this, there was this really cool kind of manga curiosities, Japanese kind of toy shop uh, up in... Addison where I used to live and I dropped in I was looking around they have this huge wall of manga and I'm, you know overwhelmed because these manga series are like we're on volume 52 of you know this manga series there's there's so many of these things and I asked them where do I start and I checked out one punch man and like I said it's got a little volume of it and manga reads really fast too it's really kind of action packed it's really fast and another note that i wanted to call out about it that i really like especially in this book after you know i'm like 100 pages in is i mentioned it about the studio ghibli and it's what i think of whenever i think of manga which is just these little shots and these little slices of life a rooftop a wind chime the the wind going through the grass the sun coming through the trees and this is kind of capturing some of those elements obviously with a lot of spirals, a lot of horror. But it's really these kind of like small-scale – this one's kind of like a small-scale story where it's just – it really shows the slice of life. It slows down a lot and shows kind of the town and everything like that. And that's what I think of whenever I think of manga, but I'm also a noob. Yeah.
1: I think the Studio Ghibli connection, there's a lot of similarities there, especially kind of – I can see that with the the – delicate brushwork the lines very you know clean everything like that and like you said there's kind of maybe studio ghibli does more of finding the beautiful in the normal moments of life and this is kind of finding the you know grotesque maybe or scary or eerie
0: i guess is probably the best word for it but yeah it's it's really cool stylistically so far i've i've also always been really fascinated with um different cultures, myths. And so uh, for listeners out there, I taught English in South Korea for a bit. And whenever I was teaching the classes, I would ask them, what are y'all's folk tales? What are y'all's stories? What are y'all's ghost stories? And I find that the sort of horror elements of both Japanese and Korean with these sort of, it's always like, a girl who was, you know, committed suicide, or it's always like these really weird kind of ghost stories. Some of those were brought over to us with like movies like The Grudge and stuff like that, that started coming over in like their, was it 2000s. But I, I find their sort of myths in the horror to be really interesting and juxtaposed to more like the Victorian myth, uh, ghost stories of the West, which are kind of like, you know, spooky mansions and, you know, it's just a little bit different. It's a different tone.
1: Yeah, different tone. I don't think I have a ton of experience with it, so this might be one of my first, you know, big dives. I don't watch a ton of horror movies, I'll be honest with you guys.
0: All right, all right. Well, let's dive into some horror comics then and let's figure out who this comic is for. This is the section of the show where we break down who we think the perfect audience is for this month's book if you find yourself in these categories, you must join. If not, join the comic club anyway. Have fun. We're, we're getting spooky for Halloween. Adam, kick it off. Who is this comic for? This comic is for everyone that was pumped when Cartoon
1: Network brought back Toonami, which was their anime block.
0: There you go. People who love either the Fibonacci Spiral, otherwise known as the Golden Ratio, or cinnamon rolls. Someone that isn't afraid of a good scare. Horror aficionados. Exorcists. People crazy for Cronenberg, because you got some serious body horror I've seen, you know, pretty early on. So be ready for that, everybody. That is who this comic is for. Let's jump over to judging a book by its cover. This is where we like to imagine ourselves walking through a comic shop and happen upon the book sitting on a shelf. What do we think about the cover? What does it say? What's inside? How cool is the logo and everything else? Adam, let's judge this book by its cover. Before we do, describe what kind of edition we're reading, what you're what cover you're looking at in your hand.
1: We're reading the collected edition. Um I think it's the deluxe edition, right? Is it?
0: Yeah, it was put out by for like I, I was doing some Wikipedia deep dives into three volumes, but I believe this kind of, kind of collection is all you can Get now, which is the full thing. I have the hardback um, here.
1: Yeah. So we've got that full collection of the three books, and it's really cool looking. It's, you know, you can tell that it's got a horror vibe to it because um, it's almost all blacks and grays, and it's got this really eerie image of. Almost, They're not quite silhouettes, but they're basically just outlines of a bunch of creepy kids. Creepy looking kids in private school uniforms. They look scary. And there's a couple of girls with really long flowing hair that's extending up above them into the sky and turning into really tightly wound spirals. Uzumaki, I know that it has, the definition has to do with spirals. It might just be spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it says spiral into horror. So if you didn't get it from all that, I don't know what to do, but it looks really cool, really creepy. And the way that it kind of the effect that it has, um, it uses blacks and grays to almost make it look like a photo negative in a way. Yeah. Where yeah. The color kind of seems opposite. And um, it's just a really eerie sort of horror comic cover that I feel like is really drawing. And then all of that is in black and gray and there's a big, bold, red spiral in the back right behind Uzumaki. So that's just really, I thought it was a really bold cover that was really gripping. And I don't know if I've ever seen it in a in a comic store on display like that. But man, if I did, I feel like I'd have to take a peek.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the color scheme of black, white, and red, we love huge White Stripes fans over here. But the red pops so hard against white and black always. And I think this does it. Um, One more thing to kind of give context on this that I was thinking about. You mentioned the kind of art in the background is this sort of photo negative. This volume that we have is sort of Junji Ito's, this is one of his three big comics. He's got another one called Tomi and he's got another one, which I don't remember the name of it. We're going to cover it next episode whenever we go through his full bibliography. But... These three kind of volumes also signify kind of a, we have elevated this creator, this manga creator to sort of a classic. We recognize that he is a master and we're releasing these sort of big, hunky volumes that all have a theme. They all kind of have the same art direction on the covers. Again, black and white, uh, the interior of this manga is all black and white, so you're not getting this crazy painted stuff. Although the interior of the first pages, there's some color, and it's kind of nice to see the way he um, applies color. It's pretty still muted, but the, uh, the full series is like that. But yeah, that's a good call out on um, the photo negative. I love that sort of take, and yeah, the spirals. You're going to see a lot of spirals in this book. They're big into spirals. That's a theme. If you didn't get it by now, that is a theme. What does it mean? We'll explore that more next episode whenever we do our full deep dive, spoiler filled episode into Uzumaki by Junji Ito. This was our first impression. That wraps it up. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend, leave a review, join us next week. And you can follow me at Blaine McGaff. I'm Danger Adam on Instagram. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Adam. Comic Club out. Comic Club is brought to you from Upper Esh Media. This episode was edited by Adam J. Cook. Our intro and outro music is by Tiger Cup. Katie Livingston, at Living Kate, designed our logo. If you enjoyed the episode... Tell a friend, follow us on social, at Comic Club Podcast, and join our Facebook group to continue the conversation online. Remember, everyone, read more comics.